NCMMARadio.com, also Instagram and Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio, and also be sure to check out Headrush, headrushbrand.com. They're our sponsor. They have sick fight gear and clothing and everything else, so definitely check them out. In this episode, we got a great interview, and it's BJ Gonzalez-Young, three, you know, three titles for an amateur fighter, going for his fourth this Saturday night. So, BJ, this is Tyson. What's up, man? No, nothing, man. How you doing? Well, first of all, I'm doing great, man. I know you probably wrapped up all your sparring and stuff. So, how are you feeling at the end of your camp? I'm feeling great, man. Ready to go. Uh, you know, I haven't fought for a little bit. My last fight was in August, my third belt. I, uh, you know, got a little injured since then. I, uh, in September, I broke my overbone sparring. But since then, uh, we just healed up and just been spending a lot of time in the gym, working my striking, working jujitsu, everything else, just getting ready to go for the one last final amateur fight before I head to my pro career. Yeah, and your career's been impressive, man. Like you said, you have three titles. You're going for your fourth. Do you watch a lot of your older fights to see things you can work on and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I watch some uh, some highlights and stuff, definitely to see how I'm progressing as I go. Um, definitely the beginning ones, because I had my first six fights were in like nine or ten months. So I was just wrapping them off. So it was, it was real quick, but from now to then, if I go back and look, I could definitely see improvements and where I grew and what I was doing wrong and don't do anymore. So it's definitely a good tool to help improve my game. And what are some of the most important lessons you've learned through all of this? I mean, you mentioned you were injured and overcoming that. Have you learned any, like, crucial lessons as you go into this title fight? Uh, just being patient. Um, you know, I come from a wrestling background. Wrestled since I was seven. Um, I had a lot of success in wrestling. I was a three-time NCAA All-American. I made the national finals twice. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing in wrestling was my pace and how much forward I go and just try to overwhelm people with, you know, a high pace and just go, go, go. And, you know, in fighting, you got to be a little bit more patient because if you just go, 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 you know, you could run right into a big shot, you know, get hurt. And you're also very predictable. So just have uh, keep that pace but more controlled. So I like to call it controlled chaos where I'm still pushing the pace and going real hard but smart and patient and waiting for openings instead of just trying to force it on people. Yeah, and it's working for you, man. Like I said, the results speak for themselves. And you know, how important are your coaches and teammates throughout all this? Uh, extremely important. Extremely important. Uh, all through, you know, high school and college, I knew I wanted to fight, you know, since I was probably about 14, 15, and I knew I wanted to be on this team. Uh, you know, my goal all through high school and college was I wanted to become an NCAA All-American so I can get asked, you know, to be a part of this team with Frankie Edgar and all his guys. I wanted you know, not only to be a part of this team, but to be able to give something back to them and be, you know, a viable member that can help out. So it was about my senior year in college, and Frankie hit me up and told me when I get back he wanted to, you know, me to start training with them. And that was about two and a half years ago now. So ever since then, I've been back just training. And, you know, I look up to Frankie so much. I listen to anything he says. He corners me. Same with Marlon Norais. And uh, over the last couple of months, I really got a close bond with Nick Catone. And, you know, he's also – 
someone I look up to and always known of from wrestling in the shore and just growing up being younger than him, someone I always looked up to as he fought in the UFC. So those three guys, along with, you know, uh, over at Relentless and Freehold, Matt Shroud, that's someone I work with as well for my boxing. All those guys are huge to me. Everything they say, I, you know, I pay attention. I listen to everything they say, and I know they're looking out for the best in me. So they're very – it means a lot to me to have those guys, people like that who have been so successful on the highest stage, people like Frankie and Marlon who are still competing and still take time to help me, and then people like Nick and Stroud who – you know, our coaches, and they're putting everything they have to help coach me. It means a lot to me that they care and that they want the best for me. So uh, it, it means a lot to me. Yeah, it, it's pretty impressive. Like you said, the Iron Army with Frankie and Marlon, even Edson's in there, and all these guys are such high-level fighters, but they're, they're very helpful. They're very caring. They just think, you know, they always want to help out the younger fighters and help you guys improve and get better. So it's always impressive. Are, are there fighters that you like to watch to try to learn things from? Uh, yeah, I mean – our team, you know, as great as it is, there's so much diversity. So I try to look at everyone. You know, I like Frankie's pace and his toughness and how he can incorporate his wrestling into MMA. And then you got Marlon with these crazy kicks. Same with Edson, you know. So those guys that look at their Muay Thai, uh, Frankie, his wrestling and his transitions, Katone, his wrestling and his tradition, uh, transitions. Then you got guys like Frankie Perez, who are just really well-rounded. Eddie Alvarez, who's super tough as well. So I like to pick apart you know, things from all the guys. We have Corey Anderson, you know, he works extremely hard, so that's always something I liked and looked up to that. So just, you know, anywhere you go, there's just so many great guys to look up to, and you can pick something from anyone. Even guys, you know, that are amateurs like me or beginner pros, there's any way you look on our team, you can get better just training with any of them. And the one thing you always see with the Army, all you guys are always in phenomenal shape. It's always like the work ethic and the drive. Is that something you take a lot of pride in? Yeah, um, definitely. You know, with Frankie, you know, at the head of it, we're going to work hard. That's, you know, what he made a living off of, and that's what made me successful in wrestling. And, you know, me and Frankie both came from elite wrestling where we learned to wrestle growing up. So, you know, that was kind of molded into us there with Steve Rivera. And, you know, that's just what we do. We, you know, work hard and outwork everybody and try to break people. So that's definitely something I take pride in. If you watch my fights, you know, they're high pace and – a couple of my finishes, you know, were in the second or third round because, you know, I just break people when I'm out, and that's definitely due to my work ethic, which allows me to do that. So definitely something I take pride in. So, BJ, you're heading into this fight. You know, you're going for your fourth title fight, and then you mentioned that you want to go pro. Do you feel any kind of pressure and throughout any of this, or is this just something you're looking forward to it and you're just ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. I mean, there's always pressure. You know, you're, you're getting into a fight. You know, same thing in wrestling. You step on the mat with someone who wants to beat you up. Uh, you know, there's always going to be pressure with, with, you know, not letting down your coaches and all the hard work you put into it. But that just comes with competing. It's just part of the nature of the beast, you know. you got to embrace it and uh, use it to push you to a higher level. You know, pressure makes diamonds. So, I, you know, I like it. I, uh, I anticipate it. I like that feeling. I want to feel like there's something on the line. I don't want to go in there feeling like it's for nothing. So, there's pressure, but I like it, and it brings out the best of me. And it's just it's part of this game, and it's why I love to do what I love to do. So, and one one of the things you always see is that there's a lot of like MMA is so popular now, man. Everybody wants to take a part. It's a lot of new students. Give a message for any of them as they get involved in MMA and even want to become a fighter. Uh, I mean, I think the main thing is just consistency. You know, the sport is evolving, like you said. It's it's blown up so quick. Everyone is so much more well-rounded now. 
even at the lower levels. So if you want to be a fighter, you really got to be dedicated and consistent. You got to stay in the gym. You got to train every discipline. You can't just go in there, you know, as a striker or strictly as a grappler. You got to be consistent. You got to put the work in, and you just got to grind it out and be tough if you want to make it. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a very fair point, man. You see everybody's very well-rounded now. You see you can't be one-dimensional because you'll get exposed with film tape and everything else. So do you have a message for exactly. all your, your friends and family, man? You have a lot of friends. You have a lot of family come out to your fights. Do you have a message for all of them? Yeah, I just, uh, just want to thank them. You know, the sport means so much to me. Uh, this has been a dream of mine forever. My whole life I've been working to be a champion, you know, since I started wrestling when I was seven. I've talked about this. You know, all my friends and family that come out, they know this is what I've always wanted to do. And, you know, when I was still wrestling, I would talk about it. And now, you know, that I'm doing it, they're all there. And it, it really means a lot to me. You know, I spend most of my days training in the gyms, you know, going all over, c- cut weight to make fights. You know, it's a lot of hard work that gets put in it. And to see them all there cheering on, supporting me, believing me, it really means a lot to me. So I just want to thank them all. And uh, just really let them know that the support means so much to me. And it's just the beginning. I got a long career ahead of me. And uh, I'm looking forward to it all. And just want to thank them all in advance for that, too. Well, BJ, first of all, on behalf of Nick and myself, best luck in your fight. It's you know, Saturday night, April 8th. You know, I play America, dead serious 25. It's going to be crazy. You're going for your fourth title fight. Do you have a prediction for this fight? Uh, you know, I, I go out there and I just fight. Um, uh, you know, I don't ever think I'm going to lose, so I think I'm going to win. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to give everything I got, put it on the line, and hopefully I get to finish. You know, I, I fight to finish. I want to go in there, get the job done, and go home. So that's what I'm planning on doing. That's what I'm hoping I can do. And we'll, I guess we'll all see you on Saturday. Okay, cool. Well, BJ, first of all, thank you very much for your time. I know you're at the end of camp. You've got a lot of things going on, so we appreciate that. Best of luck, man, and we'll catch you after the fight. Thank you very much. Have a good day, man. Thanks. You too. All right, once again, that was BJ Young, you know, phenomenal young fighter on the rise, you know, dead serious, 25. He's going for his fourth title fight, which is beyond impressive. So we want to wish him nothing but the best of luck. Once again, you can follow this show, ncmmaradio.com, also on Instagram and Twitter, ncmmaradio.com. MMA underscore radio, and we'll talk to you guys again next time. guy knows more isn't always better unless we're talking about full-size vans these beasts do more than get you from a to b they have so much space a man can live in it with shag carpeting waterbed and a sweet lava lamp these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home with quality parts and plenty of napa know-how you can keep the original tiny house running longer stronger that's napa know-how napa know-how